is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hey Ash. Hey Mel. Hey listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Jeans and a Nice Top. I'm trying not to be so like every time I've been like, hi, Ash. And I was like, oh, I listened to myself in editing it and I'm like, shut up. It's yeah. Li- more like direct. <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome back to another episode. <laughs> you have such a good radio voice. You would be like, hello and welcome. You could be like one of those, um, not like an asthma type person, but like, I don't know, something in the realm of mm- asthma. Well, it started my journalism career fun fact oh, i did yes! the tv i was on seven news gold coast i forgot do your seven news gold coast voice <laughs> do it everyone wants to hear it <laughs> we want it <laughs> i can't do it now i'm laughing <laughs> i have a, a really crappy old showreel somewhere that i can put in the group but <laughs> yes please do i want to hear it everyone's gonna write to this and be like ash how dare you not do your voice <laughs> in a t- in a tight red dress Oh my god! Seven mood. red. Were you wearing cage heels? Uh yes, and I would also go down on the beach at Surfers and have to interview the Titans coach about how the boys are going to go on the weekend <laughs> in heels uh, on the beach. Just, on the beach, while while they did like recovery and training, and stand there with the cameraman. Like uh, a lot of it was mainly just following bikies around and the Titans coverage. So. Aspiring journos out there, the Gold Coast is really just a truly a melting pot of hard-hitting news. It's Vikings and the Titans. That is what you'll be covering. That's what you'll be covering big time. (laughs) I'm so jealous because I never did, like, I've only ever worked in, like, print media and digital media and I've never done TV and I sometimes just think there would be something fun about just walking around in my cage heels on the sand. It's following actually really around. fun, like tracking down news stories. If you've been a lifestyle journalist, the the majority of your career, it is fun, like finding yarns in yeah. real time. Like you've got a daily newspaper or a daily, you know, segment and you've got to fill it. It's kind of fun. I feel like also I would really enjoy being in a current affair um like reporter who's just like running after people that are running into their houses and like hosing them down from inside their house and shit. <laughs> Like, rogue. And like, tell us about the time you stole from welfare. <laughs> Are you ripping off your landlord? Yeah. And they're like throwing like eggs at rent you. scandal. <laughs> always, <laughs> always. It's, it's not TV is not a glamorous industry, as no. anyone who has ever uh, done it can attest. I'm sure. Well, there you go. Um, mm-hmm. I had some really funny stories for you that I've been told twice this week. I got I got some fucking gold fucked dating stories well one's not fucked one's really cute but it's it's just so good and the other one is insanely fucked and i just love them um and when i heard them them, i thought ash needs to hear this the listeners need to hear these everyone needs to hear them i got permission i got permission to share them i was like i'm not just telling people stories without their permission but so i had like a birthday lunch the other day and my friend kathleen i think we were just talking about like um, shitty hookups and like, you know, whatever. And my friend Kathleen was like, no, no, I'm going to win this. And she was like, I slept with this guy. And then I was, we were lying in his bed. Um, and we'd drunk so much, like we were so wasted. And he just leaned over me and vomited into the cup of my bra on the floor. Like it was sitting like cups facing 
up so they were hollow and he vomited directly into the cup of her bra like a little bowl (laughs) oh my god (laughs) but then the best bit is she was like but it was like a really nice bra so i sort of just like rinsed it out and i still have it to this day so she still wears (laughs) she still wears the vomit bra Oh, last time I lost my favorite bra, it was actually a strapless bra that my ex-boyfriend's mum brought me and I loved it and I left it in this guy's car. (laughs) (laughs) Not my best moment. And then I ended up writing a story about why it's the best strapless bra in the world and they sent me another one. Oh, my God, So now I will never leave it. So it is the Intimo strapless bra. Oh, okay. Intimo do the OG bras. Okay. Because I was always a burly... I had a burly one and it's the one that's got like a fuck ton of glue on it. It's got glue like basically everywhere you would want glue on a bra that's strapless to hold big tits up and it's yes. amazing. But I'm going to give this Intimo one a try, but yeah, I'm also not going to let in. anyone vomit into it. So No. And if you love your bra, keep it on, girl. Don't leave it on the <laughs> I floor. Yeah, I just can see the moment happening. Like I can visualize exactly how that went down. Um, But anyway, I loved that story. And then I was literally just now at drinks and a girl that I work with, Bella, I was sort of like just chatting to her about how she met her partner. Um, They're so cute. They've got a baby. They've got another one on the way. Super, super loved up, super adorable. And I was like, how did you guys meet? And she was like, okay, well, it was 2014. And she was like, we're going to field day. Wow. Already into it. And she Already was like, into it. Firstly, I need to tell you about my outfit because I was wearing denim cutoffs and a red bikini top. And then I wore this like lace see-through thing over the top that was like vintage. I found it at my mum's. Later on found out it was part of her wedding dress. So she just like wow. wore her mum's vintage wedding dress top to fucking field day of all places. Um And basically her now partner was a friend of a friend and the friend in question was actually trying to set her up with his best mate. And she was like, no, no, you'll really love this guy. I don't know what his name is. I'll call him Dave, right? No, no, you're going to love Dave. Like Dave's a legend. You guys are going to like love each other, I swear. And so she's like prepared for like flirting with Dave. And she was like, Honestly, for the first entire half of field day, I was just, like, gunning hard for this Dave guy. Sparks were flying. It was all on. It was, like, ready to go. And then she was, like, and then as festivals do, I just lost him in the crowd. Like, he just disappeared. And so I was just, like, oh, this guy's here. (laughs) I'll just switch lanes. And then so she started, like, obviously made out with a now partner, but... He was kind of, like, the second option at the time. But then they just, like, totally fell in love and, like, now, like, obviously everything's great. And I just, like, love that. And I was like, is the guy still around? Like, is his friend, like, still, like, in your life? Like, do you see him at barbecues (laughs) with his kids and your kids and everyone? She does. She does. And she's like, honestly, we just never talked about it again. And I'm, like, big mood. Like, how many times have you flirted with somebody and it's, like, Everyone in that equation knows that flirting is happening and there's vibes, Mm. but for one reason or another, like, it doesn't go anywhere. And then you just sort of go, okay, like, we're just going to pretend that never happened. (laughs) We're just going to pretend. (laughs) How could for festival relationships, they were just in, like, the context of that day or weekend. And you would, like, meet someone and you would hang out all day and you'd be this, like, jolly couple who was, like, laying all over each other on the grass and then afterwards <laughs> you would you would add each other on Facebook and you would never see them again. I'm never. saying Facebook because this was like 
my festival days were pre-Instagram or any other cool social media, uh, you would just add them on Facebook. Like there's still one of my Splendor dudes that I loved. I still see him on Facebook to this day. I'm like, you got married, you got a kid. I love it. I love to yeah. see it for you. I'm, I'm rooting I for you. I love to see it. Cam from Happy WA. you. Yeah, it. Like, I will never see you again. But, God, I loved you for that 48 hours in Splendor. Thank oh, you. So I also classify in the same in the same basket is New Year's relationships. So, like, oh, yeah. I, especially if you're at a destination New Year's, I had this guy, it was a New Year's maybe, like, 2016 or no it would have been like yeah like 2016 or something I was in Exmouth in WA (laughs) and met this guy and we you know had our new year's kiss as you do it always starts there oh yeah you start you start like lining your new year's kiss up so it's like when you're single and you're at a new year's party and if you're like in the mood you like gun for them at like you got to wait till about 10 p.m you got to time it right because if you go too early you it gets too serious before midnight. It's too much. You need but it then to like. Also, your Ryan Atwood could just run through the door. Oh, like that. could your Ryan absolutely. Atwood could take the fire stairs and run through the door. So you don't want to fully lock in yet. Yeah, you want to keep your options open. You got to keep them. Truly, yeah, keep them. Keep them on the little a little leash. You know, not yeah. a, not too long, not too long, but not too short. But anyway, so lined this one up, uh, made out at midnight. Ended up going back to there. Him and his mates who were from Kalgoorlie back to their like holiday rental all sitting around an absolute like perfect kick-ons table like the kick-ons table you know like the glass topped gray metal the chairs with the like plastic you know if anyone has a kick-ons table in their yard right now i need a photo of it and i need it in the facebook group uh that table it's that table (laughs) the glass one or the plastic bottle green colored yes (laughs) yes with the picnic chairs yes yeah absolutely and so we ended up there and i'm like i'm like sitting on his lap it's like i'm basically his fucking girlfriend i'm on his lap we're just like you know sharing a beer you know just having the best time ended up hooking up ended up like sleeping together in the park disgusting nice (laughs) fucked Oh my god, it's the worst story. I don't know how I'm telling this, but whatever. I was literally still in my dress and I was like on top of him, like on top of him, if you know what I mean. And then these people came in to the pagola to use the bubbler. And I just sat there and pretended I wasn't like in the middle of sex with this guy. I'm like, Happy New Year! Like, peace sign. Oh, did you ring in the? Well, I mean, did you have a good year that year after ringing it in that way? Or I don't even remember, but it was a fucking amazing way to start it. But one hundred percent, a relationship that lasted until about four in the morning when I went back to the hotel at my own hotel, and then the next day he was like, "Oh, come out on my boat," and I was just like, "Leave on read, cannot deal." No, <laughs> truly. Bye, sweet angel. I don't know where he is yeah. now. Hope he's also married with a few kids. Probably. Yeah, love. We love it. We love to see it. But yes, anyway, great. What an overshare. What is going on with you? Anything? Uh, no, nothing. I mean, I've just been a busy bee. Yes, Ash started a new bee. job. She's I very, very busy. Yes. So just that and this glorious podcast and, you know, a little bit of clutch, a little bit of friends and then. A little bit of glandy. How's the glandy going? A little bit of glandy. I'm on the mend. Definitely (laughs) on the mend. Yes. Thank you for everyone who reached out with suggestions, but I am on the mend and I have been drinking a lot of green juice. (laughs) You said I've been drinking a lot and I was like, okay. Yeah. It's not the way to heal it. (laughs) You have no idea. I mean, I've been drinking a fair bit of Montenegro too, but apparently it's a digestive, it says on the bottle. 
it's digestive. Oh yeah. my god! So a little little drinking of the Montenegro. But today's episode is nothing to do with any of this. Nothing. As per usual. Mm-mm. Today's episode is something that all of us know. Yes. When they seem too good to be true. Yes. Yes. Because I this mean, is such a conundrum. I feel we we could leave this episode here by just saying. If something seems too good to be true, it probably is. <laughs> Mic drop. Uh, that's the end no, of this episode. No, I disagree. I disagree. Mel has thoughts. I mean, I'm going to shoot them all down in flames, but Mel <laughs> wants to tell you guys some stuff. I love when you disagree with me because you're such a harsh bitch about it. You'll just be like, no. No. <laughs> that's incorrect. the end of the convo. <laughs> I, sorry, guys. I did try to save you from the rest of the podcast, but here we are. <laughs> Um, no, I, this is my, this is what my conundrum is with the too good to be true thing is that, yes, you're pretty much right. Like 90% of the time you're right. But I think what happens is we go through the people that are too good to be true, where we trust the bullshit and then we get burned and then we're hurt and then we have to heal. And that that cycle is so exhausting. I mean, if you ask any single person in the world, what is the hardest part about dating? The hardest part is the disappointment, is like the failed dates are the so hardest parts. It's yeah. not meeting new people. It's not the apps even. It's the false starts. And so I think the too good to be true thing really plays into that because – you know, the higher you get emotion-wise, the harder the fall. But then I feel like what happens is that we go through those and then we don't trust anything. And I think that I found personally, like even in my relationship now, I was just sitting, I still do it still to this day. Sometimes like the other day, Tom was like vacuuming his house. I swear to God, I believe him. He was vacuuming. The man loves to clean. Okay. He's vacuuming his house. He loses track of time. He was meant to meet me at the bar at 6.30. I was there at 6.30. I'm very punctual. And then 20, like 10 to 7, he's still not there, not answering his phone. And my head immediately just went to, oh, this is some weird long game bullshit ghosting. This is some like psychopathic level of men (laughs) like dumping you in the most chaotic way by like luring you all the way in (laughs) and then just like disappearing on you while you're in a relationship. And I was like, this shit happens, right? And I think that's that to me is the conundrum of the too good to be true is how do you protect yourself like, what are the signs that someone is genuinely too good to be true? And I would love to hear, like, I feel like you will have some thoughts on that. And then where do you then go, okay, I have to throw myself in mm. well, and I just think trust it? When uh, people often think someone's too good to be true because they deem them better than themselves. Whoa, so, Whoa that's a big th- one. Yeah, so, like, I mean, that w- you might just deem someone too good for you, but truly, like... Have a look out there. There's all sorts of coupled up people and none of them, of course, a lot of couples look like Ken and Barbie, but there are a lot of people who you might not think are traditionally beautiful or traditionally handsome who are with people that you would not match them with. Mm. So I just think that that, like, get off that bullshit immediately. I don't think that it's like pairing up with someone who looks to be on your level or who is on your wealth level or on your 
what whatever level you deem yourself to be on, I don't think that that means someone's too good to be true. Does that make sense? No, it does totally. I think it's like that whole concept of like, oh, they're punching or you're punching or whatever. Yeah. It's really I- fucked up really when we think about it. Like I think really? I've in the past I found it a compliment because I'm like, oh, you're saying I'm hot. That's so cute. Like, oh, he's punching, you know, whatever. Or my friend said that I'm punching with you or whatever. Like it's not it's usually directed at the man. Like usually it's the guy that's punching. Yeah. Um, but it infiltrates our thoughts and then we if we're dating someone that we deem to be hotter than us we're like oh we're punching and it's like we're less worthy than they are or like we should be just so blessed to be dating this person which is really fucked way of thinking about it exactly so i don't think that that get that out of your head but i think when something is too good to be true it's when you are ignoring your gut feeling about someone. So when they're like Mr. or Mrs. Smooth, like they're saying all of the right things and you get swept up in that. And I've done that myself and I can't help it. Like I, I'm having such a good time and I'm so flattered by the attention mm. and by their punctuality and by just the fact that they actually like I feel really seen and heard and valued that yeah. I just cannot give that up, even though I know in two months they gone in my heart yeah. of hearts. So but, you reckon you just know? Well, I mean, if if something's too good to be true, I would generally, and I think a lot of people would be with me here, I would just ignore it because I can't help mm. myself. Like yeah, I'm just, right, right. I'm so flattered and I'm loving the attention and just being seen and heard like, that in itself is so valuable when you've been dating for years and you've just had crappy relationship or crappy false start and then after you know one after another and then someone is giving you this attention but it's you know you're not coming into it with any healthy level of cynicism or sort of your alertness is just switched off yeah and, and it's I like think it's super true it's fucked because I think that you do need to go into all dating things with a little bit of cynicism. I think that you need to have some like reality check for or, safety like, hang on at a least. Minute vibes. Yeah. And or, I like, have friends that line. like, oh God, I have some friends that will just throw themselves into ev- like every single time. I have mm-hmm. a particular friend. I love her, but she is just so open hearted to a fault. And so she will, she buys, like, I, I want to talk about love bombing because I think it really plays into Mm. um, the too good to be true thing in a big way. She always gets love bombed. And so for anyone that doesn't know what that term is, because I didn't for a while, it's basically, you know, when people are like, oh, you're so amazing. I've never met anyone like you before. I can't believe that I've met you. You're like, let's go on a snow weekender in June 2024. I want you to meet my mom. Your parents, my parents are going to love you. Yeah. Like, I can't wait. We should one day, let's move in together. Let's buy a dog one day. Like all of the shit. And it comes all in the first like couple of months of dating. You're like, Mm. it's like peak highs and it's really Too easy to get to wrapped true. up in because, like you said, it's so nice. It's nice it's to feel so nice. like someone thinks you're the hottest shit in town um, mm-hmm. and wants to, like, shove you in front of all their friends like the prize piglet of the county fair, you know. But the reality is that it's too much and that's when you get that alarm bell that you often ignore. So I, I guess I do get what you mean, Ash, is, like, you mm. often are just ignoring the the red flags and the warning signs. Like, you're sort of so wrapped up in the energy of someone that wants to hang out with you every single night and, you know, he talks to you about these future plans and basically seems like a sure bet. I definitely think that you almost know in the back of your head, oh, like, 
this is a bit quick, but you just go, oh, but it's so nice, you know. And it's also what you deem to be good. So when you say it's too good to be true, it's like what do you deem to be good? Is that them showing commitment? Is it them being super good looking? Is it them being really rich? Is it them like also it's just like just to go a bit rogue, but like is everything a little bit too coincidental? Like do they, like I always, I've watched too many movies, but like do they live in your building and then suddenly like there's just all these weird little coincidences that you mistake for make cutes but they're actually just like crazy stalking. Like <laughs> you maybe. Ash is protecting everyone out here from stalkers. <laughs> Are they single white fe- femaling you? <laughs> yeah, like maybe. Like it could it could be like stalking dressed up as like a mate cute. Like, oh, my God, I didn't realise you lived in this building after you like ran into them in the coffee line and then like next minute you're dead. So just. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have 100% made everyone hyper paranoid. Now no one is going out with old mate who lives in like 15B above them. No one. <laughs> They're like, I know he's lived there for, for like five years, even before I lived there, but he must have moved in. He must have bust me a long game yeah, plan. Yeah, I mean, it's just like if if coincidences add, don't add up, then I don't know. Maybe I would just be alert to that. That's for that's a 1%. Like, well, but this chance. is the thing. There's different so, There's different ways for something to be too good to be true. There's like yeah. it's too good to be true because you're literally going to die, which is your 1% scenario. Yeah. Good to Ugh. know. Good to cover it off. Not like, sure how relevant. Be careful out there. Yeah. There's, there's too good to be true because you have low self-esteem and you just need to check that and stop thinking that you don't deserve good things. Because something that you said to me, Ash, that mm. has sat with me and resonated with me and I've passed it on to other people and it really, like, shook me. When I started dating Tom, I was just like, but how is this happening? But how is this happening? Because mm. I just had had so many series of guys that were just, like, it seemed good and then it was fucked and, you know, or whatever. And I remember saying to you, oh, it's just like weird, like, I don't know, like I'm just kind of weird about it all. And you were like, no, you get to have good things too. Like you yeah. get to have the good relationship now. That's okay. Embrace it. Don't feel stressed about it or like waiting mm-hmm. for it to fail. Just like tell yourself that you are allowed good things you are allowed a great guy that you're attracted to that's fun and funny and you know like you're allowed this great thing that is making you happy like let yourself be happy which is hard when you've been single for a long time I think very hard it's really hard hard. to accept well it sounds so like Brene Brown Mm. but it is really hard to accept love and to accept the loveliness of a relationship and and being, like, looked after in a way and also supported and, like, you know, um, someone that wants to hang out with you. (laughs) You're not, like, texting them and, like, bending into a pretzel to try and find one night to go and hang out with them. Like, it's weird. So there's that as well. And I think that is really important to talk about because when we talk about this topic, often people immediately go to, oh, like, the fuck boys, oh, the fuck boys, you know. But there's also that. There's that too. Yeah. Yeah. And that as well is there's just so many, there's so many gray areas in too good to be true. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm backpedaling a bit here because there are a lot of layers to it that, a lot of the time things can just be good and they mm. don't they can be true it's just yeah what's going on in your head when you frame it and you view it and you come at it 
and different times like great things have happened to me and they have I would have previously thought that's too good to be true like you were saying when you met Tom you were like I can't have nice things Nice. Yeah. I don't get nice things. Yes, because you don't. <laughs> everything because is you, taken away. Everything literally gets taken away. And so you just spend like it's like this is what I mean. Like it's so hard mm. to go through repeated disappointments in dating. And I don't yeah. know, I don't want to be sexist about it, but I just feel women get it harder. I'm sorry. I don't know. It could just be my experience. We do have a few like guys in the group. Please tell me if I'm wrong. But I just think I – it hits me really hard and, you know, you have enough times and I just have so many friends like this. We have people in the group who talk about this. Mm. You know, it's really hard when it get when you get it right, when it goes right, to not be questioning the whole thing and feeling like you don't you don't get that. You don't get to have the nice thing. Everyone else gets it and you are the one that has the story, you know, and then, you know, suddenly yeah. you're not the one with the story. Anyway, but, yes, I think that's really important to note is, like, are you questioning this thing because it's just good and you just don't think you deserve good things or are you questioning it because it is really is too good to be true, which, you know, would lead us into the conversation about people that are fucked and like to love bomb you. <laughs> yeah, and there are enough of them out there. Fuck, yes, there, there are. are s- and sometimes they don't know. Do you, No. Like, I don't know if I'm getting soft, but I'm like – I would date. I mean, how many people have heard the story about me dating a guy last year that broke my heart? Like, broke my heart. How I, feel many like times? I feel like I live with him. I know. <laughs> I'm like he's in my flat sometimes. That guy, let's bring him up again. Um, just broke my heart. And mm. mainly because it seemed like it was going somewhere. It felt like good and mm. like easy. And then when it did end, it ended so abruptly to me. Um, And then he just, it was just no, I've not spoken to him ever since, like nothing. And I think, I don't think that he would know that he created a too good to be true scenario. Like I don't think that he would be aware that he was leading me on. I actually don't think a lot of these people are self-aware enough to know that they're fucking with you. I think that they just run away with the, sparkly vibe of an early dating thing and then it reaches a point where you know you have to start like accepting the fact this person's like becoming a part of your life and that they're not always sparkly shiny fun times 2000 and then Mm. it's like oh shit I'm not ready for this bye don't you think yeah yeah, absolutely. And some people, like a lot of people rush into dating like a bull at a gate and they've done zero work on themselves and they have uh, they're sort of, I mean, we're all the blind sort of leading the blind in this, uh, mm. you know, dating landscape, but some of us are a little more self-aware than others yeah. as everyone who's currently dating or has dated can attest. But again, like if someone feels too good to be true, you just have, first and foremost, that's on you. You have to ask yourself, why does this, like, why do they feel too good to be true? Is this my shit or are they genuinely sus? Yes. Like, is there genuinely something here? Like it's maybe sending, like it's, there's different things assessed to different people. Like if after a first date, like a guy sent flowers to my workplace, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'd be like a bit sus, but then I've. I'd also vomit in them. I've got a friend, <laughs> Sarah, who um, 
after like a date she was she's dating a chef he like dropped tiramisu to her workplace oh, after their cute, date though. and that was really cute because he she he you know knew she liked it they talked about it and he had made it so that's cute but I mean to some people they would have been like how do you know where I work why did you find my work like, this is weird but <laughs> I mean and they're still together to this day but that kind of thing is like to some people, that would be too good to be true, someone yeah. doing that. But to others, they're like, mm, that seems nice. nice it's for all me. contextual, isn't it? Because like, if you way. have that combo, he's an actual chef. He makes tiramisu. It's a mm. signature dish. So <laughs> if you have the old actual combo and then he drops it over, it's like, well, this is connected to an existing conversation, whereas flowers yeah. are a real, like, again, if he's a florist and you were Makes talking sense. about roses and how much you love pink roses and you never see them anywhere and then he drops you pink roses the context of that is a little more like a little less shady yeah than, than here's a giant like a giant bouquet of poho flowers that cost he 170 dollars yeah he rich. after one day you know i don't know but then again yeah i think you're right it's 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 different for everybody right Mm, absolutely and it's also all contextual and all um you, you again with all things dating listen to your gut if this vibe feels off if this game feels too smooth or if it's coming on too strong ask yourself why maybe they are too good to be true maybe they're not right for you and good too good to be true in the context of their sus not you Mm. this isn't you them being too good for you or you not being good enough for them it's just like their game is too strong and they have an ulterior motive if you feel like someone you are going on a date with or dating has an ulterior motive and it's making you uncomfortable try and find out why but then i'm more like i feel not not that i agree 100 percent gut for sure when it comes to like ulterior motive or like the wrong motives motives yeah. that aren't aligned in line with what you want out of mm-hmm. the relationship or dating thing or whatever it is 100 yeah. percent. but i think for me the times that i've genuinely been hurt by people i've dated is when it's been it seemed so good and then it ends and I'm like how did that end that was great like we had mm. the chemistry we got along really well we had a good time he, that he could not have been faking it the whole time how did it change no. so abruptly and I think that comes down to like what you were saying there are all these people out here and we go into fucking relationships and we do none of the work and we don't think about where we're at in life how many fucking guys have you dated where you have the vibes you get you start going out you've got heaps of vibes great vibes vibes everywhere oh, yeah. like yeah we're having great sex we're having amazing chats we're going on dates we're having so much fun you know like it's just fab only for it to end really abruptly and you're like what the fuck and it's because and usually the the excuse they give you if you get one if you're so lucky to get one is- <laughs> i've never got one yet so guys <laughs> I, I mean, the only reason I get one is because I send those oh. those lengthy <laughs> the, the tomes. Also, Mel gets one via like a police document on her AVO, being like, "Dear Melissa Mason, please do not send me any further texts." And you're like, "Got it." <laughs> Just this length. Some of those texts, I wish I still had them. I reckon I had to screenshot for you probably like ten screenshots to get the entire message in, <laughs> just to show you what I've sent. And I, she's always so nice. She'd always be like, 
<laughs> I can just tell internally she's like, what the fuck is <laughs> Like, I just got two words for you, block delete. Yeah. She never judged me as a never good friend. Ju- try not to. I try not to. I've what what's uh what's that word when you kind of not repressed, but I just like you're I'm measured in I'm re- measured in my response. Measured oh yes, response. yes, very measured. But you know, like that, mm. I think the amount of times I have gotten a response, it's always I'm not ready for this. I oh. I'm not ready for this something serious. And it's like, mm. well, how did we get to this point? when you had so many ample opportunities to call it casual, to get out of it before it got serious. And, like, fuck it as well because I've been in inverted commas casual things mm. where the vibes are certainly not casual and, like, the the amount we're hanging out and the amount that we, you know, what we're talking about and, and how we're interacting is not casual at all. So I don't think as much as, you know, you, you should always go by what people say, and we've talked about that before, I also think it's a bit of a cop-out to be like, oh, but that was casual. We never said it was a thing, you know? Like, it's oh. like, for fuck's sake. Like, everyone knows what the vibe level is of something. Like, if you're yeah. not if you're not just ringing at 10 p.m. at night to be like, yo, I'm at home, just come over, I can't be really getting out of my trackies. The gate's like, unlocked. Yeah, <laughs> gate's unlocked. Keys, keys under the mat. <laughs> See you soon. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> then like- it's not casual. Sorry. Yeah, but absolutely. I mean, I think that what you said is so true. It's like there's all these people out here not doing the work, and I think what is what will best protect you from too good to be true in that sense is sort of yeah, put your take off the rose-colored glasses and look at the situation. Mm-hmm. Has this person just come out of a long-term relationship? Does the mm-hmm. vibe say like I just want to have fun, I just want to have a good time, like if have that were they like kind of you know if you had a little argument did it get really like did it get kind of intense in the sense that they took it quite to heart because when i've been in good things it's like you can be a shithead or something and like mm-hmm. get shitty about something and it diffuses pretty quickly like it blows yeah, over like they it's like normal. yeah because they're not like oh shit, she's real. I can't be with this person anymore. And and I think that, you know, you can't fully protect yourself and that's the shitty thing with dating. Like we've said, you have to go in with an open heart to some degree. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think for me, most of the times when it's been too good to be true, it's because that person is running away with the romance of it all with none of the foundation to hold a relationship together that is clearly what they're running into. And then when they hit that, like, you know, the bit where they got to jump off and, like, trust again or whatever and, like, commit to something. They're like, fuck, this isn't what I wanted. And then they run off and they start hooking up with some other girl. And then what always happens is they end up in a relationship with the other girl. And I don't oh, know why yeah. that happens. That boggles my mind. I would love someone to come on and tell us why that happens because. Didn't, didn't you, uh, did we talk about an episode last season or maybe you wrote a story about that or like sending an invoice to like all the girlfriends <laughs> being like, you're welcome. Like I taught him everything he knows that you are welcome. Yeah, someone, I feel like some guests said that. Yeah, someone did. said that. Yeah, well, maybe it was me. Maybe I'm like, you I was like, so welcome. Pay yeah, me $50 like, for so making your man. Welcome, like I and or like I showed him all those cool restaurants. Like I yes. taught him about cool bands. Like he was not cool before he met me. Like <laughs> yeah. 
It was not cool. And then he never committed to me. And then, like, now he's gone. But by all means, take my man. And that's the the shitty thing is, like, I'm sure, like, there's people that I have dated seriously who the girl before would be like, fuck you, man. Like, that dude was shit. You know? Totally. It's just life. I don't know. But, yeah, it's – it's. I think if I were to summarize where I'm thinking about with this, it's that – you can't 100% protect yourself from the too good to be trues. And I no. think that if you get too cynical, you're fucked. You're fucked. You, you, if you get too cynical with dating, you just will not meet anybody because you can't, you have Those to have. vibes are off. Yeah, you have to try, you have to have a bit of an open heart. And this is not even coming from me. My psychologist told me this once. And I was talking about. Mel paid. <laughs> I paid to hear this information from a trained clinical professional. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she said to me once, it was with an ex boyfriend of mine and I was worried because I felt like he was more into it than me and but then I felt like I was holding back and she was like why are you holding back and you know we unraveled it unraveled it and it's Mm. because I'm scared I'm always scared of commitment it's really Mm. difficult for me it is not fun times it is struggle to like cross each barrier and and like you know and obviously I'm having good times within all of it all but like of course it's hard so I was holding back because I didn't want to hurt him by going all in and then realizing at some point just say that I didn't want to be with him and then breaking his heart. And she's like, you yeah. can't protect him from that. And you no. just holding back means that you will never grow it to the point where you'll even know that. You'll just leave it without actually furthering that relationship to a point where you can make that call like with all the facts in front of you, you know? Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, she's right. Because like you hold back, you can't go to new levels of like, you know, intimacy. And then you will never know if you could have made it work with that person because you wouldn't let yourself try. Um, And all of that is easy to fall into if you take on all the disappointments and then get really like sus on everybody. Um but at the same time, I think if I were to give advice on protecting yourself, because there are people, like I said, my friend does this all the time. She just get buys into all the love bombing. I think you can slow things down if you really like the person, but they're sort of love bombing you. They're like texting you constantly. They're like always want to hang out. Just you put the brakes on it and you just take a day to reply. Like slow the texting down. Be busy. Only see them once a week. Um, you know, you hold back for that period of time where things are, you know, unsteady and you're working things out. Yeah. And then that way you you almost stop the, you know, the intensity of that relationship from being so intense that you get sucked into it. Like just like there's no rush. Just put the brakes on it and just like let it coast a little bit more slowly and then you'll know pretty quickly if that person was just like, you know, caught up in the whirlwind of it or if they're really into you. Absolutely. And I wholeheartedly agree. And if I had to summarize it, I've probably moved a little bit further to the left. And if they're too much <laughs> Everyone is trying to kill you. <laughs> by, uh, if they, you see them in the coffee line and then they move into your building, they are crazy and going to wear your skin. <laughs> Everyone as a suit. wants to murder you. Uh, I would just, I would just say back to the start, you know, the concept of punching is absolute bullshit. Yes. There is a lid for every pot. And just because you don't think that that lid fits that pot doesn't matter. Yeah. Like everyone's into something at different that changes at different times in their life. So let's just really get rid of the concept of punching and 
truly like you are deserving of meeting someone great. You are deserving of attention and love and time and you go and get it. Yes. And, and mm. don't be scared and, and no. embrace it. Like, yeah. like, yeah, if you're just thinking that the person you don't think that you hold up to their level, fuck that. You're amazing. Truly. If something's too good to be true, it's because they suss and you know it in your heart of hearts and they need to go. <laughs> I feel like we've given you so many different pieces of advice, but you know what? It's going to work for someone. Someone's probably yeah. taking on the Mel stuff and someone's taking on the Ash stuff. Truly. I mean, we, yeah, classic us. We are chalk and cheese at times, but oftentimes <laughs> we are banana and peanut butter. Do they go together? Yes, yes. they definitely yes. do. Yum. Yes. That, as a toasty, that was like, wasn't that like Elvis's favorite meal? And that's why he got really like obese towards the end of his life and died of a heart attack or something. Really depressing ending, his but he was so good. Damn hey? it! I yeah. thought that's what his skin was nice. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? We're all going to end up. You, you take either advice. It's all good. Take anyone. Yeah, it's all and good. <laughs> come join the group. Jeans and a nice top podcast on Facebook. You know, join us on our Instagram page, which is Jeans and a nice top pod. That's where you'll find us, and we'd yes. love to hear from you. We would. And we will see you guys next Friday. Back wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.